You're listening to Believe. Now, here's a special clip from our show in the category of health and wellness. I'm your host, Nicholas Upchurch. Now into health and wellness. Let's talk about something that is apparently a very growing uh, epidemic amongst women, and that is the heart. I came across this article that was posted on wakingtimes.com, and it's called The Number One Killer of Women is in part a form of spirit sickness. This article discusses research done at Harvard on the coronary heart disease and the stress behind it. It is the leading cause of death and how it's so prevalent amongst the female gender again. You know, let's take a look at heart disease. You know, it it actually can be seen as spiritual. And what I mean by spiritual, you know, not this mystical, you know, being or, or, or state of mind, but spiritual actually means, you know, the things that are unseen. The non-physical. You know, it doesn't always start with some serious heart attack or stroke. The physical symptoms can be fatigue, shortness of breath, chest pressure, nausea, radiating pain from the jaw, or from the left shoulder. And according to Roland McCready, director of research from the HeartMath Institute, the heart electronic magnetic field is about 5,000 times stronger than of the cranial brain. 5,000 times stronger than the brain. I mean, think about it. Whenever something happens to you, you have an accident or um, you, know, you, you, you see somebody fall out or whatever, um, they, the first thing they do is they come and they try to pump the heart. They, they try to generate the heart. They send that electricity into the heart and pump it so that it just totally restarts the body or sends an electronic shock through the whole body to get it going, like starting a car. And, you know, the heart, it, it just doesn't pump blood through the veins. That they've even, you know, to a degree beyond belief that they believe that the heart actually performs more influentially than the brain that they've actually discovered relationships between the heart and brain working together. It's not always stemming from here. And that the heart itself is just quite an intelligent system. So swimming, swinging back around talking about the non-physical symptoms um, of heart disease or heart problems, why is it so high in women? Well, the Harvard study also mentioned that a woman's stress is often discounted or chalked up as hypochondria. So women are taught to chalk it up, not to complain. Oh, you're just, you know, making it up or suck it up or deal with it or, you know, you're such a hypochondriac, don't worry about it. Not releasing emotions, I mean, if you don't do that, where does it go? If if you don't release emotions, if you don't release your thoughts somehow, where does it go? I mean, because energy doesn't just disappear. So if you're feeling a specific way, you're not feeling good, or you're, you know, something's not right, whether it be a situation, a scenario, or even you know, something physical, to chalk it up or to even tell yourself, okay, I'm not going to worry, I'm being paranoid, or you know, calling, someone, um, calling someone, you know, oh, you're a hypochondriac because of X, Y, Z, you know, that's not necessarily 
it shouldn't be the case. I mean, I don't think that's very kind also. <laughs> but um, because everybody has their own things. But they don't just disappear. Those feelings and emotions don't disappear. And if you don't release them, if you don't discuss them, if you don't write them down, if you don't get rid of that energy, whether it's paranoid, illness, energy, whatever it is, it needs to come out. Okay, if it's not positive, it needs to come out. So what does happen to that energy? Well, from what they're saying that all that negative energy is actually weakening your heart. Have you ever found yourself thinking about something or speaking about something that has happened like a long time ago and even to this day you can remember how it felt and it's really hard to talk about it, it makes you angry, makes your face scrunch up. Like you're bringing up those emotions again by thinking about it. And so those emotions are negative. They're still in your body. Even though it was 10 years ago, you, you are speaking of the subject or you're speaking of that person and it's making you feel this way. It's causing this negative energy to be throughout your body. You know, all that adrenaline, that fear, that, you know, those negative feelings aren't good for you. If you don't get rid of those emotions, like I said, they stay there. Getting rid of them, you can do it in so many ways. You can write, and you don't have to write as though you're writing a letter to someone or with the intent that someone's actually gonna read your story, but you just need to write, you need to let it out, you need to get it off of you. You know, sometimes I even tell myself and friends, oh gosh, I wish I could just go somewhere and just ah, scream out loud just to get it out, because I don't want it, it's not serving me, it's just making me feel a certain way and I just want it to go. You know, get it out. When you release those negative feelings and emotions, it actually empties out the negative guk, negative memory, negative feeling associated with those memories, because your memory will still be there. But when you release it, you're able to talk about those subjects, you're able to talk about those people, and go back or you know relive, or you know, not necessarily relive, but you know, think about those things and not let it affect you, emotionally, physically, spiritually. You know, in Sanskrit, which is one of the, if not the oldest languages, uh, human language, there's an actual word for this area here, or the, or the heart, the heart chakra is what um, it's also referred to. But the heart chakra, there's actually a word called anahata. And that word means to be like an unstruck note or an unwounded heart. So it's like pure, nothing has ever touched it, nothing has ever played the instrument, it's just pure and clean. And when you clarify or clean or bring back your heart chakra balance to its natural state where it's never been hurt, it's never been afraid to love, it's never not loved itself, it doesn't know anything, it's just empty. The heart is able to actually work in the way that it was function, the way it was actually supposed to be function. You know, the heart is the central po point of our system. It actually is the first developed organ. It governs our heart, physical heart, and our circulatory system, emotion, lungs, shoulders, arms, hands, the lips, the lip, lymph system, and the thymus gland. Again, the heart's electronic magnetic field is 5,000 times stronger than the brain. 
This is the most powerful energy that we have. Why would we not want to focus on clearing that? Why would we not want to focus on making sure it's healthy? Well, I'm going to give you a couple ways that you can begin starting to heal your heart. And these are easy and simple ways. There's just a couple of them I just want to share with you and things that you can actually start doing today. So one of the first things is accepting and not letting go of certain fears and letting them affect your life. And what I mean by that is accepting what is. So for instance, if you are living in a city and you don't know anyone and you moved here for your job and you know you thought it was going to be the greatest thing and all of a sudden you don't know anybody and the job is more than what you required and it just rains every day some of you may find that appealing i don't but <laughs> you know let's just say you you're in a negative situation when you are accepting of your scenario it, it does something to you it, it really shifts your heart and your feelings and emotions because the first things first is you're going to be disappointed that maybe you made this decision to move and you can't believe you're wasted time to do this and now you're in this city that's terrible and it's just the worst decision you've ever made for yourself is what you're thinking by accepting and facing it and what I mean by that is saying okay wait a minute I made this decision to come here I was granted my wish. I asked to be in the city. I asked to have this particular job, and I wanted to, to create a new change for my life. Accepting that I made those choices. I am here because I chose to be here puts responsibility upon you, and it says, okay, so now because I'm responsible and I accept that I am here because I chose to be here, that means I can also make changes that can do the opposite because I made myself be in this business in this steady state and I can also change that if I choose but if it's something that I can't do so for instance let's say you can't change jobs and you can't move because you have a lease for another year so now you're stuck there for a year okay great so I can't change that but what I can change is how I live in between that time that I know that I'm here. And will I choose to live during that time while I'm here? Remember we talked about the wave, like life is a wave. You wanna be the ocean or the wave. The wave is the time frame that you are in that city for as long as you have to be, so a year. In between there, you know that the certainty is that that's where you're gonna be, you can't go anywhere else. So from here to here, what can I do to make my life better? What can I do to make me feel better while I'm here? You know, accepting the things you can't change and working with the things that you can. Another big one is forgiving others and yourself. This is a really big one. Um, a lot of times, like I mentioned, when you have these stories or these situations that you look back upon in life and it brings a negative feeling or emotion inside of you, that means that there's probably some unforgiveness in that situation. So, for instance, there was a time in my life I had something pretty major happen, and there was a person who 
I guess, I'm not going to say made that happen, but they were that domino piece that was in front of me. So because the domino piece went down, I went down. So it's nobody's fault. Again, it was just where I was in my life, where this person was in life, and the decision that person made affected my life. And there was a long time where I was pretty resentful for that person for choosing to make a decision that affected me as a person, you know, that whole micromax. So that person made a decision that, again, impacted my life. And for the longest time, I was really mad, and I thought, oh, you know, I hated this person, and I had really negative feelings about this person. If only I were to see this person again, and, you know, I would let them know how I feel, and, you know, maybe box them out a couple times, you know, who knows? I mean, that probably was on my mind. But um, I didn't have peace. I didn't sleep. I was always angry. And that thought of that person and how I could get them back or how dare they or every negative thing I could think of was just constantly cycling. And I knew that in, in order for me to remove myself from that cycle or, you know, throw a, uh, a wrench in the wheel to get us to stop spinning so that I could think, was I needed to face that feeling. I needed to face that emotion of how I was feeling about that person. So I knew that I had to forgive them. I had to forgive them for feeling as though that that person affected my life. So what I mean by that was I made a choice to forgive that person as though you know, they did because they honestly did whatever they wanted to do for themselves. They weren't thinking about me. They weren't thinking about the other people they were affecting. They were thinking about themselves. You know, and how many times do we make the decisions selfishly for ourselves? And we don't really realize that maybe whatever the decision that we're making is affecting other people. And that's okay. I'm not saying that, you know, we need to be careful, you know, about what, but, but what I'm saying is that, you know, we can't control people and we, we can't, assume that we're going to know that everyone's going to make a, a better decision for the betterment of the universe, the planet, or other people, they're probably going to make a decision of themselves ultimately in the beginning. So I forgave this person, and it was really, it was this, I just felt this heaviness release. I didn't think about it anymore. I, it was like a heavy anchor in my heart was just lifted, and I didn't care about the person. Because, truly, that person shouldn't be in my life anyways. <laughs> you know? Why am I making this person a part of my life that's just making me angry? So by forgiving them and forgiving myself for allowing myself to be wrapped into this emotion really helped me drop it and move on. You know, the, the story is still there, but it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect me emotionally. I'm not negative. I'm not can't sleep at night or I'm not thinking negative things and it doesn't impact me in who I am as a person today. But if I didn't forgive and I harbored that, I wouldn't be that way. I would be probably guarded and I wouldn't be able to talk about that situation. The only reason why I'm not mentioning in detail is because I don't want that, you know, to mention the person and the whole deal. But anyways, that's another story. So forgive yourself and others. And then gratitude. You know, we always talk about being grateful and thankful, you know, and, you know, we all know that. But do we all know that? And what I mean by that is we know we should 
eat better. We know we should sleep better. We know all the things that we should do, but do we know that we should be more grateful and love thyself better? So what I mean by that is every day, do you tell God, universe, or whatever it is that you are grateful for your life? Do you wake up with a breath and say, man, I'm so grateful I have today to do it again, doing whatever I love, try something new, end something I hate, or I shouldn't say hate, end something I don't like or that doesn't suit me. But again, the point is, are you grateful that you have an opportunity every minute, every second, every day to change your circumstance, to grow, to be whatever it is that you want to be or or move away from whatever it is that you don't want to be around. But also too, if you're watching this video, it, I mean, you, you at least have one thing to be grateful for, that you have access to the technology to hear this information or see this information. There are so many people around this world that we don't even see because they don't have access that are without. And if you can't find anything to focus on being grateful, again, if you're watching this video, there you go. Now you have a reason. Because honestly, if you are not grateful for anything, what makes you think you're going to receive anything more? You know, I was just sharing um, with Vanessa earlier, we were talking about, you know, black, receiving blessings. And if you are holding on to something so tight, fear, anger, whatever, I mean, even if it's good stuff, love, or whatever, you know, if you don't let it go, if you don't pour it out sometime, then how are you going to receive any more? Always be grateful. Release the gratitude and receive more blessings. You know, we always talk about, oh, I'm going to be smart. Let's leave with, I'm making sure I'm leading with my mind and not my heart. I want to get my heart broken. I don't want to get my heart hurt. You know, fear doesn't live here. Fear lives here. What lives here is love and trust. And if you don't have any love and trust here, there's something that is clogging the connection. We need to clear that out. We need to clear that out. We need to love and we need to trust more. And something I just want to end with, uh, I, I know well, I'm not going to say that everyone has seen it, but pretty much almost the whole entire world has seen the new Wonder Woman. I wanted to end the show on a quote from uh, Diana, Wonder Woman, and just leave you with that. So in the movie, Diana, Wonder Woman, says, what one does when faced with the truth is more difficult than you'd think. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with the truth? What are you going to do with these topics that we talked about today? What are you going to do with any of the topics that we talk about? Because when you know, again, we are constantly recording subconsciously. It's back here. We make the right choice. And the right choice is for you, again, to ask yourself and to answer yourself. 
to love yourself, get to know yourself, free yourself, believe in yourself. Again, thanks so much for watching our show today. And if you like this video, thumbs it up. Like us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Believe Loves You. Subscribe to our channel and join us again tomorrow. Enjoy your week.